Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. There was a new survey that, that came out last week, and this was released on December 13th. Uh, just, uh, they call it, it's from CNBC, the All-America Economic Survey. And there's a couple dynamics that really stood out to me and just don't make much sense. And I, I'm assuming that it's not gonna make sense to you when you just stop and think about it and consider kind of the irony that um, presents itself. And it's a situation where, certainly I'm not saying it's universal where this is the cause of everything, but I would, I think it's logical on my part to think that, you know, maybe some of the people out there that are experiencing difficult times, maybe it's not the system that's rigged against you. Maybe it's not the system causing the problem. Maybe it's just your own choices, despite what you're thinking. And I'll explain what I mean by that. However, again, not everybody, but there's just, this is weird. And, and I was, I was gonna say I'm shocked, but then again, I, I, I don't think I'm that shocked because you know at this point, people just do crazy stuff. And uh, we have uh, an example of crazy right here. So the title of this is called Economic Optimism Plunges, Yet Consumers Still Plan to Spend Big Over Holidays, CNBC Survey. So wait a second. Economic Optimism Plunges, Yet Consumers Still Plan to Spend Big? Okay, maybe, maybe, that, maybe I'm not understanding this headline, so let's read through this together. American economic optimism took a sharp turn down in the fourth quarter from record high levels with the CNBC All-America Economic Survey registering its biggest quarterly drop in its 12-year history. Okay, so no, we, we all understood, plunge. They literally meant plunge. Uh, American economic optimism took a sharp down turn, um, biggest plunge, um, quarterly drop, I should say, in its 12-year history, okay. So we're all on the same page. Things have plunged in terms of optimism. Yet, the decline in optimism looks to be doing little to dissuade Americans from shopping for the holiday season. Spending plans surged to their highest level in the history of the survey, propelled by strong income and wage gains over the past year. Wait a second, I'm so confused right now. So optimism plunged to a record low However, spending is now to its highest level. Do you see the, the, the confusing part here? Who are these people that are saying, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the economy. I'm worried about it, but here, let's go. Time to spend. Does that make any sense? Is it me? Please, if I'm, uh, if I'm being an idiot, if I'm missing something, if my rational logic is off, then, then let me know. But I'm very confused right now that... People are worried, and it's the most worry it's had in the 12-year history of this survey, but it's also the highest spending in the history of the survey. The percentage of Americans viewing the economy as excellent or good dropped eight points to 50%. Yet, that number remains well above the long-run average for the survey. Those believing the economic or economy will improve dropped five points to 31%, bringing it back down to the long-term average. The decline wiped out a big part of the gain that ensued after President Donald Trump took office. This is not the trend we have been seeing, said Micah Roberts, partner with Public Opinion Strategies and the Republican pollster for CNBC's survey, 
we are on a different trajectory than we have seen since the Trump presidency. Now, I want to revisit one comment that was made about, well, why is spending the highest? Why are people willing to go out there and spend? And as it states, propelled by strong income and wage gains over the past year. Once again, I'm very confused because if you are a listener of the podcast, I've gone over uh, several different articles where some people are sitting there saying, wages aren't rising, what's going on with income, nothing's going up. Yet here we have this survey, here we have, and then again, this comes from CNBC, so it's not like it's any sort of leaning one way or the other politically, uh, but now this article is saying that, well, income has gone up, wages have gone up. And that actually does make sense. People are spending more because they have more. And you know, that's, again, I, I don't think that's any sort of rocket science on my part, but you know, that part at least does make a little bit of sense. However, it's still very bizarre that people are worried, yet people are still spending this much. This leads though nicely into the next part of the survey here uh, in the, the subtitle is called Big Spending Plans. So hopefully we can get some clarity here and um, maybe bring some distinction to this discrepancy that seems to exist. Now it makes a little bit more sense because their wages have gone up, people do have more money, but, but still, where, where, where is all this actually coming from when you have optimism also plunging? Apart from politics, Americans plan to spend with some abandon this holiday season and use a bit more debt to achieve their holiday goals. The system's rigged against me. The system made me use debt to buy little Billy a Christmas gift. Sure, he would have been totally fine with just spending some more quality time with me, but I had to take on debt in order to buy him this gift. And that is not just me talking without experience. If you're uh, not aware, if you're new, I have four kids. The oldest is six and a half now. And I will be the first to tell you that quality time with their parents, that is better than any gift you could ever buy them. Hey Joy, hey Dot, hey Trip, hey Faye, do you wanna go outside? Do you wanna go play catch? Do you wanna, that is, and you watch your eyes light up. That is a, a gift that the only cost is your time as a parent. I mean, I get it. You, you feel like, okay, and society. I mean, I, I don't fully blame these people because I get it. Marketers are really good. They have entire departments of psychology majors that know how to manipulate your mind, manipulate your emotions in a bind stuff. So I get it. But still, stop and think. You don't need uh, to take, especially debt. I mean, you, you, I'm sorry, but if you have to take on debt in order to buy a gift for somebody, you can't afford to give that person a gift. Maybe that's crappy. Maybe that's a kind of a buzzkill type situation. But that's the reality of the matter. So instead of sitting there and kind of, oh, wow, what was me? Look at it like, okay, what can I do to afford it? That doesn't require debt. Maybe there's some other cost cutting I could do in my budget. Maybe, heck, maybe I should just put together a budget in the first place. Maybe I could go out and pick out a part-time job. I, and again, this is me talking from not personal experience, but uh, you know, observational experience. I, I still remember, well, I, I, okay, let me, I'll preface it. Now that I say it out loud, I'm not quite sure what my mom's motivations were, but back in the day, Ninja Turtles, back in the day, so this was, uh, I was born in 83. So I don't know, 90s, early 90s, Ninja Turtle toys were insanely hard to come by. They were, I mean, it, it was a competitive market. 
And during the holiday season, my mom picked up a part-time job at Toys R Us, RIP Toys R Us. May they, you know, they just went bankrupt within I think the last past six months. But she picked up a holiday job at Toys R Us. Um, a, like I said, this is where I'm not quite sure. Was it A, because she wanted to make a little bit more money for the holiday shopping? Or A, because by doing that, she had the inside track to get Ninja Turtle toys. People wonder where I get my competitiveness from. From my mom, okay? That's just, my mom was willing, like I said, that I don't know if she would admit to that, but I'm pretty sure that that was a, a, a cause for her wanting to get that job at Toys R Us. Uh, because it's not like, um, you know, I didn't grow up rich or anything, but I grew up middle class. Regardless though, my point here is that what can you do to get a gift? If you don't have enough money for somebody, that is just not the reason. Pick up a holiday job. I mean, there are so many people hiring during the holiday season where you can pick up uh, the job, pick up a few extra bucks, and then avoid the debt. Because the problem with debt is it's still there after Christmas has passed by, after whatever holiday you're celebrating has passed by, that debt is still sitting there. And it brings its little buddy with it called interest. And that interest can really quickly turn into a big toilet flush on your finances. Uh, because stop and think about it. If you couldn't afford the toy in the first place, the gift in the first place, how exactly are you going to be able to afford the debt which is now going against you because it's got that nasty little thing called an interest rate attached to it? Maybe there's some situations where you know you have money coming in and it's not gonna be available, but you know for sure the money's coming. All right, that's a, a rare situation, I'm sure. But in a lot of these cases, people are getting way too emotional in their spending and emotional spending, which is easy. Again, like I said, I, I get it. I understand how, it, how, how tricky, how efficiently you can become emotional in spending around this time of year. I mean, what is it? Like every single commercial is people, hey, get this. It's the time of the year. Uh, you know, show your loved ones that you care for them. Do you notice the psychology? Do you notice the marketing that's going on there? That the only way you can show a loved one you care for them is to buy this product right here. And if you don't buy it, well, I don't know, do you care for them? But even if you do care for them, are they gonna know that you care for them because you're not buying this product? I'm telling you, all these companies, they hire the best psychologists that are out there and their job is, hey, how does the human mind work? How can we manipulate emotions, build emotions to make people wanna spend their money with us on whatever product or service we're offering? But don't go into debt. That was, in my opinion, that was the scariest sentence of this all, is that, and it shines a little clarity. Well, it doesn't, it just makes things that much more confusing. I mean, it shines clear in the sense of, okay, where are those people got the money? But again, if people are saying, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pessimistic, my optimism levels are dropping for you know the, the, the economy, but I'm still gonna go spend stuff, and not only am I gonna spend stuff, I'm gonna put it on a credit card. Listen, it's your life, you do whatever you want. All I ask is, don't be one of these people that then goes and complains about how the system is rigged against you. How, woe is me, I can't get ahead in life. If you're not gonna do that, if you're not gonna complain, if you're not gonna throw up and play the victim card, play the innocent card, hey, I didn't do anything, it's all the system. If you're, then cool, do whatever you want. But when you look at the statistics and then you look at people that are complaining, it's kind of, I don't know, are you sure it's the system or, did you maybe get caught up in the emotions and, and, and do a little spending that you probably shouldn't have done? Once more, I don't have the data that says each and every case, but look at the numbers. It, does it happen? Does it happen maybe off, more often than what people would wanna admit? I, I think so. So let's continue with this article. 
Average holiday spending plans rose above $1,100. The first time the holiday survey has seen an average above 1,000. The prior record was last year's average of 907. Gains were spread across income groups, but those who approve of Trump and Republicans overall showed the biggest increase in year-to-year spending plans. 29% said that they would use credit cards or debt in their holiday spending. 29%. I mean, that's over a quarter of people. Thank goodness it's not like 50% or something crazy like that. But still, if you have four people standing there, one of those people is saying, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to use debt in my spending. And remember, what does that imply? That implies that you can't afford it in the first place. That's craziness. That is literally, you are rigging life against you. You are rigging your own numbers against you when you go and do that. Because now if, you're, if, if it's spending on some sort of, hey, I, I, I'm dying of thirst, I need to buy that bottle of water, okay, fine. But you know, around this time of year, holiday spending, I'm telling you, your kids will love you. I speak from experience. Heck, I mean, what, I, what gets me mad is you buy them a gift, and they're like, they look at the gift and then they chuck the toy to the side and then they start playing with the box it came in. It's like, well, why don't we just get them box? Why don't we get them a little thing of tape? Why don't we get them? It's amazing how kids are so, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're so easily pleased. Your time is the highest value commodity that you can give your kid. And once more, because I really try not to be the guy that just yaps from the mouth without any sort of data, without any sort of experience, but I do have experience here. Now, am I saying that I'm like the greatest father in the world? No, I got a lot to work on in that regard, but I will say that when I you know, give my kids an offer of my time, it's never, nah, no thanks, dad, I'm playing with this toy. It's chuck toy to ground, yeah, dad, let's go. And it, it could be whatever. Uh, so just last night, I was throwing them up on the bed. No, heck. It was giving me a workout. So I was getting healthier, saving money, and having fun with my kids. I mean, talk about a win-win situation. So let's keep going here, though. Uh, Here we go. Why would Americans spend so much more if their outlook has darkened? The reason may have to do with stronger wage gains, as uh, we talked about earlier, and employment over the past year, compared with what the people expect next year. Unemployment this year hit a 50-year low of 3.7%. Wage gains the past two months topped 3% year over year for the first time since the end of the financial crisis. Among those saying they would spend more this holiday season, 53% said it was because of higher income and pay. But I thought wages weren't going up. I thought, peop- I, I, what, what's going on? Just 9% said it was due to the economy being in good shape and fewer attributed their spending to tax cuts lower gas prices, and gains in the stock market. Now, this is where kind of a bad survey, because let's just stop and think about this from a a budgeting perspective. And this is where things do make sense on where this money is coming from that people spend. So even if you maybe don't have the, the, the rosiest picture for the economy and where it's headed, if you have more money sitting there, then yeah, I mean, we can go in, well, should you, you should probably save some of it. But the point is, people have extra money. And the reason they have extra money, now in their mind, you know, not too many people were checking, well, I, I'm doing this because of the tax cuts. I'm doing this because of lower gas prices. Well, actually you are because, because of those tax cuts, you by definition have more money. Because gas prices are lower, if you go to the gas pump and it, it, it usually costs you 50 bucks to fill up your car, but because lower gas prices now maybe only have you cost $25, 
Well, you all of a sudden have $25, poof, magically appeared. So sure, in your mind, maybe you're not thinking, well, I'm gonna do more shopping because I, you know, I have that extra $25. No, you're just thinking, you know, these people are clearly, you know, saying other reasons, but these things do factor into, uh, you know, people having more money to uh, shop and to, to spend it. So that's where I, I kind of, maybe I'm nitpicking, but I think that's a, kind of a bad question. Why are you spending more? Because of the economy, because of tax cuts? Well, all those are, people are spending more because they have more, because of wages. It's, a, it's a kind of a, a three-pronged attack. Higher income, higher wages, tax cuts, and lower gas prices. That's why I love lower gas prices. Lower gas prices is a tax cut for everybody. And when you see, oh, oil prices this, oil prices that, I wanna see oil prices fall, 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 because that means prices are coming down at the pump. And when that occurs, hey, people have more money that they can shop in, in other areas of the economy. At least some of the optimism decline is connected to the recent fall off in the stock market. Although Americans generally do not tie their spending to equity gains or losses. In addition, while optimism has fallen from record levels the prior two quarters, it remains high and about on par with last year's holiday season. The 50% of the public rating the economy as excellent or good ties for the fourth highest in the survey's history. At the same time, most econ econ economists, there we go, expect slower but necessarily slow growth this quarter and next year, and the survey could be picking up that cooling in growth. But at the end of the day, I get it, relatively speaking, optimism is high from where it used to be, but still, if optimism is starting to drop, that's, there, there's still that disconnect. It makes more sense on why people are still spending more even because they have more money, and that just shows the power of having more money. But still, there's, there's a lesson here where if you have more money and you feel that things may be, if you see kind of some storm clouds approaching, I don't know, maybe, maybe hoard some of that money. Maybe save some of that money. Don't go out and just you know, spend it as fast as it, it comes in or as fast as all of a sudden it appears because you're saving money with the tax cuts and lower gas prices. Just something to think about. Um, and, you know, when, when the storm clouds come and apparently people think they're coming, it, it's, a, it's a lot easier to weather that storm if you have a war chest of cash and savings build up um, so that you can make it through those tough times. And who knows, maybe even take advantage of some opportunities. For me, uh, you know, during the last financial crisis when the real estate bubble popped and it was mass chaos, uh, you know, I'm not patting myself on the back, but again, I, I am speaking from experience here. I was out there buying real estate when everybody uh, was cry crying about how terrible real estate was and real estate prices were collapsing. Uh, that was opportunity. And I was, uh, you know, I was able to take advantage of that opportunity because like I said, I, I actually had a plan and I was uh, prepared for it when it came. So hopefully some of these people that, you know, within the statistics are saying that they're not too optimistic. I'm hoping some of those are cutting back on their spending, but the general, uh, you know, kind of trend, the general data point seems to be that, uh, yeah, there, there's a bit of a miscorrelation there, but, you know, it, it does make sense upon a little bit for, now it makes sense, that doesn't mean it's right. I would argue none of this is right. I mean, I get it. You have more money, you're making more money, therefore, yeah, I'll spend even if my optimism isn't great, but. I would still argue that maybe you should be saving so that if things do get rough, you can not only survive, but like I said, maybe even take advantage of some opportunities. So that's uh, an interesting economic uh, survey. I thought there was quite a few rabbit holes there that uh, stuck out, but I, I, I realize I, I talk about this quite a bit and I've talked about this already probably 17 times, but if, if you 
And let's see, this will air on uh, December 20th. So, I mean, there's still some time, five days before Christmas, but if you have some last minute gifts that you need to shop and you're thinking, well, at this point, I gotta pull out the credit card, don't do it. That means you cannot afford it. And you, you just don't wanna play that game. People, let me put it this way. If somebody judges their friendship with you, their relationship with you based on if you get them a gift, the quality of the gift, I, I, I don't know. I'd probably really reevaluate that relationship. And it goes back to my kids. My kids, I know they love me because they will throw that toy across the room to come and spend time with me if I ask them because that's the basically what they value most. So hopefully your friends, your family would understand if maybe they just got something much less, maybe nothing at all, and, and they would respect you. If, if I didn't get something from somebody, and you know, I kind of I don't expect them to give me their whole you know balance sheet and say, well, this is my cash flow statement. So I'm sorry, I don't expect that. But if I knew, if I sensed that maybe they had some other financial goals or maybe they were going through a financial tough time, why? Why? Think about what that would make me if that would still make me offended. Well, I, I expected a gift. I expected you to go put use debt to get me a gift. I mean, screw me in that situation. What kind of person am I? That's terrible. So again, there's no reason. Don't let the marketers influence you, don't get emotional. If you're thinking of using debt, then you flat out cannot afford it, and that's okay. You just gotta figure out how you can afford it next time, and then you'll turn into a learning lesson, and next year when this all comes around, hey, you're gonna be much better situated. So just be smart, don't get yourself into a big mess, especially if you're one of the people that think, yeah, I'm, I'm a little shaky towards the economy. Well, in that situation, you better be hoarding some cash and cutting back on spending so that you can A, survive, and then B, maybe even take advantage of some opportunities. So be smart, look at the numbers, and don't get caught up in the emotions that can be uh, very rampant this time of year. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating, that goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there and I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.